focusing on an emerging generation of kings. We're standing up with uh, Luke 2, 41 to 50 in the first service, but we'll just take it up from above verse 46 this time around, and then I'll show you something else. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him where? In the temple. He was sitting in the midst of the teachers. Now, look at what he was doing. In the midst of the teachers, the centrality of his position, his assignment of space in the midst of it. Right. Look at somebody says, spare me that being introverted thing. It does not mean you stop being introverted, but it means that when you're called for father's business, you don't use shyness as an excuse. Because sometimes in God's business, either you're shy or you choose to fly. Sometimes being too shy stops you from getting to fly. It says, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them, and asking them questions. Because what happens many times for some of us, we are positioned in a place, we're not in the midst, we're in the peripherals. You're just hanging around. So you can be entrusted with a responsibility. So you've been coming to Kings for three months, six months, nobody knows you. Look at someone and say, that's not quite right. Say, so nobody has said hi to me. Well, say hi to somebody. Introduce yourself to somebody. In the midst in the center, because I'm seeing your face right now, yeah. In the center, in the mist. And what happens to some people who are in the mist is they immediately start answering or speaking instead of what's the first thing Jesus did? What's the first thing they did? You cannot succeed sustainably in any business, whether it's kingdom business or earthly business, without entering into that space in listening mode first. You just got a job, you need to listen. That's why no matter how high your IQ is, you go to training school for every reasonable, progressive organization. Listening. If you want to be used mightily of God, you don't start by speaking. You start by listening. If you want to do great things for the kingdom, you don't start by speaking. What do you start with? listening listening to their questions listen to them and asking them questions and all who heard him were what astonished at his understanding and so the fact that you have answers does not mean you have understanding <laughs> let me break it down how many of you did a course that included a lot of mathematics Calculations, computations, iterations, permutations, combinations, right? And then you got the answers, but when the teacher called to come and explain it in front of the class, come on, someone talk to me right now. When the teacher supposed to, you mean me? Couldn't be. Then who? Now my three stole the answer from the neighbor's book. So the fact that you have the answers does not mean you have understanding. God wants to give you understanding so he can generate answers. That's why he's the spirit of understanding, not the spirit of answers. Because if you have understanding, what's going to happen? You will be able to provide answers. 
and you'll be able to also detect when the answers are wrong because you have what understanding you started out by standing under so you could see the internal configurations of the space are you seeing this now effective oversight is rooted in deep understanding you cannot be effective in a space that you have not submitted yourself to. That's why the Bible says it took on the form of a servant. The likely likeness of mankind, of flesh. Now, why is this important? They were amazed, astonished at his understanding. I pray for somebody that you will be astonished, your generation will be astonished Amen. at your understanding Amen. and your answers. You will not be stuck. How many of you remember that? Uh, somebody who me because I'm, I'm not sure I, I can piece all the image work together now. But there's this particular um, uh, picture that was making the rounds on Instagram and social media like two years ago. And so there was somebody who had been called by the teacher to write to solve. I like, know what I was two times three or I think two times three or something like that, Or two plus one or two plus, let's say two plus two, right? Now, he was about writing, right? And there was somebody in the class that was doing like this. Was doing like this. So guess what the person drew on the board? The hand. He was drawing a hand. The answer was in plain view. But he was lacking in understanding. Because when you lack understanding, you will copy other people and still fail. Oh, Yunlak students are here. And Yunlak fresh graduates are here. So can I talk right now? Everybody look at that direction. Say don't copy, don't copy. <laughs> Sorry for that, telling not to copy, copy though. But all things are passed away. Say don't dub during your exams. People that graduated like 10 years ago are like, why did I sit here today? <laughs> all right. Now, here's the deal. When you go to verse 8, 48, next verse, look at it. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Why? Because when you choose to do your heavenly father's business, sometimes even your parents will misunderstand you. Some of y'all didn't get what I just said. Sometimes, when you choose to do what God has called you to do, your parents will look and say, why are you doing this to us? After all, we invested in you. Somehow, it seemed like Mary had totally forgotten the things that were said concerning Jesus before he came. Or maybe like many of us, she had not properly appropriated those prophecies and taking them literally and so when Jesus begins to walk in those prophecies there is a mismatch between her expectation and what she could see which means that sometimes the people that first of all receive the prophecy about your life may not even understand it to the point where when it begins to happen they seem not to be supporting it Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I 
have sought you anxiously. Now look at what Jesus said now. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be, somebody say I must be, about my father's business. When somebody says, this six is all about drumming, what does it mean? What does it mean? Focused, what else? Passionate, what else? He doesn't do any other thing. Submitted to it. Shout more. Consumed by. How many of you have seen this stick sometimes after service on the drums? Practicing, training. Because when you're consumed with your father's business, you don't just do it for sure. Is from inside. So after the service is done and the audience is gone, you're still full ground. He said, do you not know? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house, consumed with him, sold out to him, sold out to him. Somebody say, I get it now. Now look at the next verse, verse 50. Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand what Jesus meant. Give me NKJV on that. Mary and Joseph, they didn't understand, but they didn't understand the statement which spoke to them. Now, why were the scribes, teachers of the law, amazed? Why were they amazed? Because Jesus had understanding and had answers. Somebody say understanding and answers. Now, Mary and Joseph did not have understanding of what Jesus said, and consequently, we are not told that they had answers for him. A church that lacks understanding will lack answers for their generation. <laughs> when believers lack understanding, Christ is misrepresented. No matter how loud the preaching is, no matter how tech the sound is, no matter how intense the energy of the corporate worship atmosphere is, once you lack understanding, you will at best copy what you think is working. And you will not be able to reproduce that. So there's a generation of people who are looking for people that have answers because they themselves lack understanding. Now let's just talk about it a bit more. How many of you were in school and... Uh, if you were in University of Lagos, there was a place uh, between civil engineering and, and faculty of science. There was a bridge and then there was a place called science that was called Hellfire for a long time. Anybody knows Hellfire? Now, why do they call it Hellfire? Because people used to smoke different things in that particular place that become a shrine. Right? Now, at that place, the people that sold different kinds of things and they would sell sometimes full scab sheets. There was a printing press like under the one storehouse or something like that. And they would buy those things and then they'll be rushing, rushing, maybe morning, mornings, many times mornings. They'll rush, rush and buy those things and go to another place in engineering between the ELT, Engineering Lecture Theater, and the Dean's office. That does that place. Yeah. And it was called something, it was called Dobbin Center. <laughs> Dobbin Center is the place where all the students that are not serious will go and 
beg the serious students to give them their assignments so that they can dub, copy, rank Xerox the assignments in that place. Now, what it meant was, if anybody got the answer wrong, <laughs> the zero will be low, ding, ding, ding. But that's what many believers do. Mass-producing error. Because there is a lack of understanding of the father's business. Somebody raise your hand and say, Lord, I receive understanding. Say louder, Lord. I receive understanding. They didn't understand. The church for generations and generations and generations, they've still struggled to understand. Still struggle to understand what this Jesus business is all about. I don't want to teach what I in the first service, but one of the things you must understand is that God's business is the business of the kingdom. And I showed us a couple of verses that told us that Jesus was really particular about preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He didn't preach about himself. He spoke about himself in some places. But when he spoke about himself, please understand that he spoke about himself not just as the end of all things, but also the passage to all things that he was walking as or walking out as a result of him being the fullness of all things. What do I mean? When he speaks himself to, about himself, he says, I am the way. A way is not the end, it's a passage. Nobody ever says, I'm going to the way. Imagine after service now, we say, where are you going? I'm going to Ikorodu Road. Where are you going, Ikorodu Road? Ikorodu Road. Where? The road. You see, you see how ridiculous it is? All right. Okay, so he says, I'm the life. All right. Now, if someone says, how are you doing? I'm alive. So what are you doing today? I'm alive. What are your goals for the year? I'm alive. Five alive. Say five, five times. I don't have the fruit of the spirit, but I have five alive. If some people are there with, they will commercialize the fruit of the spirit and have joy juice. Love punch, meekness smoothie, long suffering. <laughs> then it says, I am the way, the truth, and life. Another place says, I am the light. Now, how many of you, you have light just for having light? Talk to me. In your house, when you wake up in the morning, hey, the Nepal has given us light. Then all you do is gaze at the light. So what are you doing today? I'm looking at the light. So in as much as Jesus is the first and the last and the fullness of all things, when he gives us life, when he gives us light, when he gives us himself as the way, it is because there is a journey of communion, koinonia, intimacy, fellowship that he wants to engage us in so that together we can build stuff with him. And I explained the first service that he's the architect but also the builder. And many of us jump at the building without thinking about the structural integrity or delineation or architecture blueprint that he has in mind so you can be effective working with God the builder somebody said not Bob the builder but God the builder I know that God is bigger than Bob daddy but uh, say God the builder God the builder 
right? You have to know him as the builder, the architect. Rather, you want to engage him as the builder without knowing him as the architect. You must know what he's building so that you don't spoil it with your excesses. So we listed five major things. I'm not going to teach them. Let me list, list them. Number one, he's engaging us in the royal business. The business of rulership. Number two, the business of reconciliation. Number three, the business of retention. Number four, the business of resurrection. And number five, the restoration of all things. Somebody say, I understand that. To be sure that everybody, God, please read those five things with intentionality. What are the five business interests as subsets of the kingdom business? All right. So everything that God is doing falls within one of those five. Everything that God is doing in the earth. We're going to get a bit more granular, but let me show you some big picture um, now. Acts chapter 3. Can you go to Acts chapter 3? And let's see where we'll pick it up from. I need somebody to really, 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 really get this. Really, 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 really get this so you don't waste your time. Okay? Um, let's take it from verse... This particular thing is slow. Let's take it from verse 19. Verse 19, repent, all right, you know what, let's take it from verse 18. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that the Christ would suffer, he has already what? Fulfilled. Everything that God spoke through the prophets, the death of Burial, resurrection, the sufferings of Christ, the passions of the Christ, the alignment of his entire system, body, mind, soul with the will of God to become the sacrificial. He has fulfilled all of that, right? Now, what do we need to do in verse 19? Repent, therefore, and be like Biola's clients, be converted. That your sins may be blotted out somebody say blotted out how many of you have washed something before you hand washed your shirt but you could still see the botches and the and the blots of ink and all of that so either ink or oil on the shirt just tiny very faint you might not notice except you look look, look very close now god doesn't wash your scenes with omo or elephant or ariel or canoe soap it's actually canoe the right pronunciation but if you go to the man and say, I want canoes, canoe soup. You want an amji canoe soup? By the way, they need to release that guy. Let me not talk about that this morning because I have a lot to say. They should devote 10% of the energy they use to oppressing people to fishing out the killers. Don't let me say more. But I'm making, I'm making some proclamations in the secret place and I might engage some of you in that. We need to engage some spiritual protocol. We need to. We need to activate deep. Don't let me say that. Sure. If you want to hear, maybe after second service, I'll tell you a few things. Let me focus on the message. You know, the fact that a message is good does not mean it's the right message. Okay. Right, so God blots out 
the scene, which means they can see it. It says, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Are you seeing that now? Now, what does it say in the next verse? And that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before. Verse 21. Whom heaven must what? Receive. Did heaven receive him or not? Acts 1, right? He was ascending. Now, that receiving him is still when? Till when? Until the times of restoration of how many things? Does all things re re include the road? The trees? Everything that God made will be restored. You know, there's some things that are very clear in the Bible, we don't pay attention to them. So everybody wants to escape to heaven. He said it's Jesus that is receiving to heaven, not you. <laughs> I've come again. Did he say until all the saints are receiving to heaven until restoration? So he, Jesus, until the times of restoration of all things. The mountains, the hills, the land, the land, they'll sit together. Wolves and children will stay together. He said, a child will put his hand in the mouth of a snake, Isaiah 64, and will not be hurt. It's going to happen. So the earlier you get with the program, the better for you. Look at someone say, get with the program. Look at someone say, stop looking forward to escaping. This one is not my own. I am just passing through. Oga, sit down, do your work. I am just passing through. I've loved myself more than the world. I am just passing through. This one is not my own. Daddy. Honorable. Until the times of restoration of all things. Now, let me just say something to you. God loves his creation. Because when he made everything, what did he say? Good. When he made the mountains, good. The rivers, good. Animals, good. Man's rebellion did not just have a consequence on his spiritual alignment. It had a consequence on the state of the field he was called to govern. So please never say to me that your redemption should not have tangible manifestation in the earth. It may be a pocket, it may be a circle, it may be a small place, but if you carry the Christ, something must be restored. If you can't say yes, you can clap. If you can't clap, you can say amen. God loves his creation. God loves trees. Loves rivers. He loves birds. That's why he feeds them. Takes care of them. Grooms them. Refreshes them. 
with the early morning dew. He loves humans, including the person you call the worst of sinners. In fact, Paul even took that role. Everybody should go and argue with themselves. <laughs> Said, I'm the worst of sinners. Why would he say that? Because he knew that where sin abounds, what happens? Grace abounds. So he said, let me go and stay in the worst. Let me, let me go and assume the position of the person that does not deserve this grace because he understood in spiritual economics. God lavishes excessive grace on the person that least deserves it. But the one that is arrogant in the posture of his heart and looks at his brother praying in the temple, the one praying in the temple, two men were praying in the temple, one of them beat his chest and said, God, I'm a sinner. And you know, God, I, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a sinner. I've done the worst of things. The other guy was like, thank God I'm not like that one. Can't even touch him. So how does God dispense this ministry in the earth? He uses four major tools or instruments or metaphors to express. Number one, he uses the business expression of bread. Somebody say bread. Bread. If you're in kingdom business, you must ask yourself, where is the bread in this business? If it's kingdom business. By the way, of course, you already understand, I've said over and over, that the profit in this business is not money. Money can be a side effect of it. But the profit in this business is the fulfillment of the Father's will. Are you getting that now? Let me show you from John chapter 4, verse 34. John chapter 4, verse 34. Let's, let's look at that. Anybody getting something? Can somebody... Help us with John chapter 4, verse 34. To clarify, Jesus spoke up and said, To clarify, Jesus spoke up and said, My food is to do the will of him who has sent me and bring it to completion. My food is to do the work of the one who sent me. Who sent him? His father. This is family business. And to finish his work. So my fulfillment is in finishing the work that God has given to me. Because when that work is finished, I am fulfilled. I am fully filled. Fulfillment is being fully filled. Until you do the Father's business, you will still be unfulfilled. Travel abroad, but you will carry your unfulfillment with you. Travel to the village, it will follow you. Because a half-empty cup in Nigeria will still be half-empty or totally empty in London. Distance doesn't fill you, purpose does. Oh, somebody missed that one now. He said, that's my will. So the first thing God does is that he uses bread a lot. Look through the whole Bible. You're going to see bread and bread and bread and bread and bread and bread. What is it about bread? Look at someone and say, Jesus must love bread a lot. Rosemary, you didn't look at nobody. Look at someone and say, Jesus must love bread a lot. Jesus loved bread so much he called himself bread. Bougon. Let me show you. Some people are like, eh, Jesus comes out bread. Let me show you. John chapter 6. Now, in John chapter 6, you're going to see all these expressions 
of the kingdom of God or the business interests of the kingdom of God in John chapter 6. Let me show you a couple of things. Now, John 6, he performs a miracle uh, from verse 5. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, what shall we buy what? What, sh what shall we buy what? Bread that these may eat. May, may eat. Somebody say I'm in the bread business. Now, he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. So bread. Verse 7, uh, Philip said 200 denarii of bread is not sufficient for them. Verse uh, 12, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. And we go on and on and on, right? Now, verse 26, follow me now, verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me. Not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes. He didn't say don't labor at all. He's saying let me help you maximize your labor. He said let me help you redirect your labor. Because many people believe that when you start following Christ is the end of labor. Wrong. You must labor. Stand up, look at your neighbor, say neighbor, labor. Look at someone, say neighbor, labor. Neighbor, labor. Neighbor, labor. Neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor, labor. Labor, labor. Look at someone, say neighbor, labor. Neighbor, labor. Neighbor, labor. Neighbor, labor. See what it says here. He says, don't labor for the food. I want to show you something now. Don't labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. Why? Because God the Father has set his seal upon him. Has chosen him, anointed him. Let me show you something. Give me Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic on this one. Verse 27. Follow this. It will help you. Because to show you that most people alive are wasting their time. What Jesus is saying, your daily sustenance is not your business. God feeds the birds of the air. So why would you devote the entirety of your life is man must chop. Man must whack. That's an inferior thinking. That's a heathenistic thinking. Look at what it says here. Stop toiling and doing and producing for the food that perishes and decomposes in the using. But what should you do now? Strive and work and produce rather for the lasting food which endures continually unto life eternal he says the son of man will give furnish you that for God the father has authorized and certified him and put his seal which one should you work for a fake product or the authentic product with the seal on it 
He's saying daily sustenance. What will I eat? That's fake. The reason it's fake is it's not original. What's original? It's not the original purpose of God for man. Why? God did not put man on dry ground and say, go and look for your food. He put him in the midst of food. So anytime you want to recognize fakeness in your life, spot the original intention of the father. Dr. Miles Munro said, when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. What's abuse? Abnormal use. So any gift in your life that you're not using for the original purpose, you're abusing that gift. No matter how well paid you think you are. He said, God has already put a seal on Jesus. That's why Mary, the mother of Jesus, said, whatever he tells you to do, do what? Why? He's approved. He's certified. He's the chosen one. He's the Meshach. He's the anointed one. He's the one that carries the oil. God is not going to say anything different from Jesus. He's the condensation of divine intention. He's the manifestation of the ultimate purpose. He's the highest representation of God's greatest desire. And he walked in the earth as a proof that divinity can reign in humanity and not be corrupted by it. Look at somebody say, stop wasting your life. Now, to, to prove to you, oh God. To prove to you that God is so, imp so sold out to feeding all of creation. The word says in the book of Psalms, find it for me, I think Psalm 104. He says he opens his hands and satisfies the hunger of, of what? Sounds like all generations. <laughs> the book of, <laughs> was it Rosie that said it? Who said it? Who said it? The book of Rosemont, chapter none. <laughs> Are you seeing what I'm saying now? Find the scripture. God opens his hands and satisfies the hunger of all living. Feeds the birds. Feeds the animals. Feeds the plants. How many of you know the plants also eat? Yes. Just to also let you know. <laughs> you guys haven't found it. One forty-five is what? Sixteen. Can you read it? Get grab a mic and read it. Quickly, 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 quickly. Time runneth. When you open, <laughs> you open your hand and satisfy every living thing with fever. Give me the original one. You open your hand and satisfy the desire, desire of every living thing. What is the biggest desire? What's the most natural desire of living things? Food. Hunger and survival. Food. The basic instinct of man. Stay alive. Work for food. Now, if that's the most basic thing, how can you be new creation and believing for the most basic thing? But there's a system that's conditioned you into thinking. Now, I'm not saying don't work because we read that. It's a label. 
labor, strive, work for the food that does not perish. Somebody say, I hear, I hear, I hear. Let me show you something in the book of Psalms chapter 78. Psalm 78 and from verse 22. In fact, from verse 20, 21. 21, look at what it says now. Therefore the Lord heard this and was furious. You know what? Let's take it from verse 20. Hmm? Verse 20. Behold, he struck the rock so that the waters gushed out. And the streams did what? Overflowed. Then do you know what they asked? <laughs> Come, let's, let's laugh at our humanity here. God, Busayo, God struck the rock. Water gushed, not trickles. Even though it was Moses that touched it, but it was not Moses' rod. It was God that, that struck it. Moses struck physically, but it was God that opened it up. So water gushed out, water's gushed out, and the streams overflowed. Then do you know what they asked? <laughs> if you do this one too, Alai, Majaki, Shalai. Now only water I'm going to drink, Afana. But they were even asking out of skepticism, out of cynicism. Now, yeah, you brought our water, but can you bring bread also? I'm trying to show you something. Then said, can he provide meat for his people? Check out how God felt about the verse 21 real quick. Therefore, the Lord heard this and was, in other words, who do you think I am? A billionaire gives you a mobile phone. They say, can you give me an iPad also? He said, you don't understand. You don't understand why I am. Can you buy credits? Can you buy the pouch? But that's exactly what you do. Whenever it is, God gives you the job and say, can you give me the intelligence to do well on it? God sends you your life partner. Can God provide money for our marriage? God makes you a leader. Appoints you as a leader. Will I be able to bear the burdens of intercession required? Am I not too shy? Am I not too tired? Am I not too busy? Said so God was furious. So a fire was kindled against Jacob. And anger also came up against Israel. Now look at the next verse real quick. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Because they did not. I'm trying to show you something, people. Because they did not believe in God. So they spoke to God, but they didn't believe in him. Praying for a long time does not mean you believe. It's not the vibration of your lips. It's the posture of your heart. Because the fool has said inside his heart. Even though with his mouth he can be preaching a powerful message. But inside his heart there's no acknowledgement of the sovereign influence of the very God. Who made all things 
from before time began. The one who determines the duration of every day and says that some years over 365 days, some over 364 days. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That same God that can do all things, control all things. And you are busy saying, can he do this one or not? Let me show you how deep it was. Read that first line because they did not what? And they did not trust in his? Next verse now. Look at that. Next verse. Yet he had commanded the clouds above and opened not windows. Oh my God. Lord, open somebody's eyes. There are revelations that puts you in a realm where very few men play. There's such a thing as a fear-free life. I believe in it. There's such a thing as a worry-free life. Many of us think that worrying means we're responsible. It means we're unresponsive to a higher revelation. He didn't, I'm trying to show you something here. He didn't open the windows. He opened the doors. Which ones are bigger? Doors or windows? All right. Verse 24. What did he do? Verse 24. Look at that. And he rained down. Manna. He rained it. He poured it down. And gave them the bread of heaven. He qualifies what this bread is. Look at the next verse. Men. Some of y'all didn't know that angels have food. God said, you don't believe me, I'll kill you with food. Which means, if God gave man food when he did not believe, using all your faith for food is a waste of your faith. Respond to the word, respond. If you want to cry, cry. If you want to fall on his fall, don't look like... I read that to show you they did not believe. So open doors are not always a proof of faith. <laughs> a generation of things that can manipulate God, control God. If I confess enough, if I sow a seed, if I do this, if I talk, align your heart with God and kingdom resources. It's not Kalu Kalu. It's not God, but I paid my tithe. It is my heart is right. So I'm going beyond the 10%. And the 20, and sometimes do so much more than that. They didn't believe, yet to give them food. Yet in our generation, we authenticate our faith with results. I've scattered many things that everybody has been believing for years. Angels, they eat food. God said, eh, no problem. You see that small pot in that pantry? Just pour it on these people. Three million people were fed. With just some doors open. And how long did that last for? How long did it last for? How long? 40 years. Angels food. For 40 years. Most people in this room are not 
40 yet. But you've wasted the last 20 or 30 years of your life running after food that you don't need faith for. And anytime God says give or move or relocate or plant or start this, the first thing is, how will I eat? God doesn't like those kind of silly questions. Very, very silly questions. Because with all the droughts that have happened in the face of the earth, there are still birds flying. There are still animals in the jungle. How did animals in Australia survive the fires that have broken out so many times? Because God knows how to preserve Somebody say the business of bread. The business of bread. <laughs> I wish I can finish this. Now, he does all of that and does all of that. Says, so do not labor for the food that perishes. Now, verse 28. Can you give me an amplified classic? Verse 28. So they asked him, as in John 6, verse 28 now. Now, look at this. Uh, verse 27. He rained meat on them like the dust. Fed that fowl like the sand of the seas. God's got storehouses you don't even know exist. You don't even know they exist. But you will not know because you're obsessed with the little is given to you. You're blinded by the tip of the iceberg. You can't see what else is there. You have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> Let me talk. <laughs> And please, you better lose every opinion that says, eh, eh, it's only me that God is using. It's only me that God is telling. When God uses you, it's a privilege. Say, eh, it's only me that I'm always giving. When God gives you to give, it's a privilege. Then they said, what are we to do that we may habitually be working the works of God? What are we to do to carry out what God requires? NKJV says, what shall we do to work the works of God? Now, look at what it says. It says, Jesus replied, this is the work, <laughs> in bracket, service that God asks of you, that you do what? Believe. Uh -uh. This is the work. Believe in the one whom he has sent you, that you cleave to, trust, rely on, and have faith in his messenger. Now, if you believe like this, you will walk like this. If you believe in Jesus, you will live like Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, you will walk like Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, you will sacrifice like Jesus. What you do is a reflection of what you really believe. You don't apply for a job that you don't believe you will get. So there's a job opportunity. If in your heart you think it's higher than me, you don't bother applying. Or you apply passively. So God is in the bread business. And one of the first expressions of the bread business is that what builds up to this is Jesus multiplying families of bread and two fish. He said, give them something to eat. In other words, your business in the earth, for it to be kingdom business, must not be positioned on personal survival. It must be positioned on the distribution of kingdom resources. You don't go into business to survive. You don't, as a believer, you don't go into business to survive. You can make thousands and maybe a few millions just for yourself, but you can never enter the billion flow thinking only about yourself. Never. 
Nobody becomes a billionaire without making many millionaires. Somebody say bread business. That's why Jesus said to them, said, give them something to eat. Samson, I, I don't have anything. No. Eh, let's go and look. They went to look around. They found a little. That's why kingdom businesses, they don't start with big money. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is like a seed. It's like yeast. Mustard seeds. Small things. And the faithfulness required to expand it. He said, go and look what you have. Please, never again solicit any kind of support without you pouring all you have into creating the most excellent version of that thing that can be exported. To help you, must see how far you've come. To him that hath more, more will be given. To him that hath not. That which he has will be taken away from him. Is somebody following this now? Now let me show you bread business. The devil knew that Jesus was in the bread business. He knew that. He knew God was in the bread business. Angels, bread, angels, food. How many of you know that the prophet actually multiplied loaves in the Old Testament? Are you aware of that? It was not just just the multiplied loaves. Elisha was the one who multiplied loaves because some of the prophet needed food. And so they multiply. Are you getting this now? Kingdom realities. Right? So the devil knew that this is why you people like bread. You all like bread. I wish I could talk to... Let, uh, let, let, me, let me help somebody with this revelation. Let me help you with this revelation. Do you know that... Is that Miriam and Jerry? Is that Jerry? I can't see Jerry's face. Come on, let's celebrate Miriam and Jerry. And their new son. Come on, people. Good to see you guys looking all lovely. Bless you. It's great to have you. Now, Oga, you will love this one because you love all this kind of revelations. Why did Jesus, God commanded them when he rained manna down, why did he say don't keep it till the next day? Because the next day what's going to happen? Worms, right? Why would he say that? Because for anything to decay, time has to pass. Well, this food is from eternity where there is no time. So what maintains its integrity is the nowness of the experience. That's why Jesus, when taught us to pray, he didn't say give us tomorrow's bread. He said give us our daily bread. Because faith does not store its supplies. God has blessed us with works of our hands. But guess what we do with the works of our hands? So I make money from my books I put into t-shirts. Make money from t-shirts, buy property somewhere. Make money from property, give into the kingdom. Make money, you know, from ministrations. Find an orphanage or a pastor, a minister, a church. You don't amass all the resources for yourself because bread is not give yourself something to eat. It's find a kingdom vacancy and plug it there and become the extension of God's hand to manifest his promise to satisfy the the hunger of all living. Are you understanding what I'm saying today? Because every time you keep more than necessary, maggots enter the matter. Be 
Bitcoin goes down, Forex crashes, the property wanes because you are busy keeping it. It does not mean you don't invest. It means you invest, but you're not to the detriment of hunger around you. But whilst there is hunger around it's the nowness. That's faith. Now faith is. So faith is the refrigeration of resources. That's what keeps it fresh, is the faith. Not the amassing. Are you seeing it now? Some of you have never tested God. I've tested God so many times. You've ne- as in, you, it's, your, your heart is always causing to test God. That's why you've, when someone says six digits, yeah, yeah. You can. Your mind cannot even handle it. You're, you're already palpitating. I, don't, I just don't want to share something so people don't think I'm being prideful or anything. But test God and see. Test God and see. God says, I'm always testing you. But you test me now. And see. It's not about, I, I got to close. I can't even share the other things that the kingdom is all about. Bread. Now, so the devil knows. The angel of the bread, you, guys, you run the bakery. You guys, you like bread. This is God and this is Jesus. You are, I can give bread. So when Jesus is in his most vulnerable state, what does he say to him? He said, turn. Turn these stones to bread. For who? For himself. If he had turned the stones to bread, there are many issues there. Number one, all things we read in the first service were created by who? By God and for? So God did not mean for the stones to become bread. God meant for stones to be stone and bread to be bread. That's why when Jesus eventually multiplies bread, he never turns stones to bread. He finds bread that was already bread and brought more bread out of the bread it was. Stop forcing yourself to become a medical doctor when you're a communicator. God don't want stones to become bread. He wants bread to become bread. More bread. If Jesus had turned stones to bread, a couple of issues there. Rosemont, what it means was, come, it would mean that the person that sponsored that miracle would have been the devil. So it's not how powerful what you are doing is, but who are you doing it for? And it means every other time Jesus turned the stones to bread or multiplied bread, they'll be like, that's my boy. Bardas, stone changer, bread eater, booger maker. Uh, more times one million. He would have done it to eat. Shown it to impress the devil. That's number one. Number two, you would have violated the purpose of God. The purpose of God for stone is what? Stones. All 
things were made for him and by him. There's nothing wrong with mosquitoes. They have their own purpose in the grand scheme of God. But the enemy is an attention-seeking thing. So anything God makes, he wants to introduce himself. So he looks at mosquito, how tiny they are. He said, this one can carry malaria parasites. The enemy cannot create, but it can contaminate what was created. Somebody shout, I'm in the bread business. Number three, if he had done it, he would have multiplied stones to bread for himself. To become king of bread. The times he multiplied bread, he did not do it for himself. Even though he had been teaching from morning till evening till sunset, he said, the people are hungry, give them. When you understand this, you will never owe your staff salary. Come on, somebody. Because you understand that somebody in the system requires the bread. It's about giving them something to eat. Are you following what I'm saying? We're in the bread business. Give them something to eat. That business, who is it feeding? What is it feeding? Is it feeding lust? Is it feeding desperation? Is it feeding manipulation? Is it feeding harmony, joy? What is the bread quotient of that business you claim to be doing? Or is it about you? Oh, I will be the richest. By the way, let me just tell you, kingdom people don't Speak about, I'll be the richest. That's a very mundane, hedonistic, be the richest man in the world. For what? I'm not saying rich, kingdom people cannot be the richest. I'm saying it's not the ambition. They don't assume ownership. They assume stewardship. I have so much to share, but I got a clues. Thank you, Rosie. When he shares it, in fact, Rosamund, come. When he shares it, they bring the bread to him. Bread. He holds the bread. He breaks it. Offers, gives things. Breaks it. Then he gives them. To give them. To give them. To give them. I'm not thinking about how deep your pantry of bread is. I want to see how wide the distribution of your bread is. Because God didn't ask you to build a heap of money. Said in you shall the families of the earth be blessed. The spread, the rich, the extent, the mileage. This is the reason once you get it right and you want to start doing stuff, the enemy will start bringing hindrances, gates, oppositions. Because he does not like spread. He likes this thing. Right? He likes Tower of Babel. So that everybody can become political and people can be pulling people down. He likes it. Because that's how he fell. He didn't fail by trying to spread. He fell by trying to climb. So he said, people fall more when they're trying to climb than when they're trying to spread. So that I will be like the most high. I will go to the mountain sides of the north. I will go higher. Are you getting this now? Jesus said, I'm, give me, give me the next slide. So much to cover. So much to cover. So much to cover. This is the work of God that you believe in the sun. Let me show you all those things. Say, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me. Verse 35. Now, now, look at this. Verse 32. In fact, verse 30. Someone say, I love the word of God. Love the word. Therefore, the setting, what will, what sign? They're saying, what sign will you even perform? 
that we may see it and believe you. What work will you do? In other words, you are not that bad. Then I'll give him reference. He said, our fathers, they ate the manna. Without inner manna, manna. In the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. <laughs> Continue. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives what? Life to the world. So what it was saying is, what Moses gave you, what you saw from heaven, was angels' food to sustain angels. But the one that sustains even the angels that the food is sustaining is the bread of God. That's Jesus the Christ. So number one, a kingdom business focused on who is eating out of this? This is why you train yourself when you get new money. Give somebody out of it. It's training. It's just 10K. Find somebody by the roadside and buy 200 naira something. After you've separated your God portion. Now, giving to people is not giving to God. <laughs> giving to people is not giving to God. I already give to charity. I already give to my favorite uh, pet, pet and mouse preservation uh, conservatory. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, don't let me mention names. Don't let me mention names. After the first service, somebody came up to me and told me how blessed they were. And the person said, uh, Pastor, please send me your account number. I want your account number. And it said something. It said, not church account or your account number. Now, typically, if someone doesn't say that and say, I want to, uh, Pastor, uh, send me your account, I always ask, is it for me or is it for church? Because some people don't know there's a difference. I don't touch church, church's money. Are you following this? So when you give to God, you're not giving to me. When you give to me, that's not God. God, he that gives to the poor lends to the Lord. He that gives to a prophet receives a prophet's reward. What I'm trying to say is when you do give anyway, there's a reward for it. But it's not necessarily a consecrated offering to the Lord. So giving to the Yaoloja is a good thing. And you're giving on God's behalf. Let me be clear. You're giving on God's behalf. But that, that's not giving to the Lord. You're given on God's behalf. It's noble, you should do it. But it says, this things ought you to do without leaving the others undone. Bless you for that. Bless you for that. <laughs> so I think I had four metaphors and I've just done one. I said, for the Lord, for the... I told you, I live in eternity. That's my... Did you get the stuff about the manna? Your manna is from an eternal place. That's why I just said, don't worry about tomorrow. Because in the place you are from, there's no tomorrow. Don't you get it? There is ease. There is now. It's an easeness. As an ISness. We are. We be. This is the reason death is like sleep. 
that's what he said. Our friend Lazarus is sleeping, and we are going to wake him up. Now, when somebody is sleeping, are they conscious of time? Now, don't you wake up sometimes and you lose orientation of time? Yeah. And now, So, <laughs> I said, you can see this. Verse 34, look at what it says, verse 34. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread how? Always, John 6, 34. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this people. They didn't want to do anything. Ah, since you are a bread maker, man, I give <laughs> Six thirty-four. Then says him, Lord, give us this bread always. Verse thirty-five. And Jesus said to them, "I what? Present continuous. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst." Was the next verse now? But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, my own agenda, or my own business, but to do the will, agenda, and business of him who has sent me. Look at your neighbor. Say, you don't have an agenda in this kingdom. There's only one agenda. And that is the kingdom of God. Now, how does it link to bread? Look at that. Verse 37. All oh, that the Father... Okay, we've said that. Uh, verse 39. This is the will of the Father who has sent me. All right? So number one, we see reconciliation. He says, all the Father has given to me. Someone say reconciliation. All the Father has given to me will come to me. That's reconciliation. Number two, he says, this is the will of the Father. That of all he has given me, I should lose nothing. What is that? Retention. I lose nothing. Retention from the five hours I give you in the first service. Come to me for I've come down from heaven to do my will. Now she'll lose nothing, but she'll raise it up at the last day. What is that? Resurrection. Raise him up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me. That everyone who sees the Son and believes in the Son may have everlasting life and I will raise him up at the last day. Now you go on and on and on and on and on and on. Verse 40 says, I'm the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven because angels' food don't give you resurrection. Only Jesus' food does. He said, if you eat what I eat, you will be what I be. Have you experienced that before? You are what you eat. So you went to a party and you ate some bean soup. And then you found yourself in the secret place. Mm. And you were saying. You were not the one who sat on the throne. But you did. It says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, verse 51, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall 
give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world, restoration of all things. So number one, who are you feeding through that business? Number two, what is the revelation of the Christ? How is it manifesting through? What's the, there must be something wired. There was something I wanted to show us earlier, but I don't know if the media have enough time to do it. Media, do you have it? I sent you a link to Business Insider. There's an article there. Where's Larry? There's an article there. I don't know if you have enough time to open it, but if you don't have enough time, let me just read a few of the things. About businesses in America that have wired the faith, their belief in God into the things that they do or the way they do business. Right? Yeah. So this one, yeah, if you can increase it, thank you very much. We're going to pray now. But this one is called In and Out. Now, can you say, no, no, don't go too far. No, no, don't go too slow. The bottom of a cup from California burger chain in and out. Can you see under the can you see under the cover? Under the uh cup, like coffee cup. John 3:16. They'd be like, hmm, that's nonsense. I don't want that root it. God is going to lift that seed. Do you know how many millions of cops they sell in a year? They've wired it into their business. Wired. There's so many of them. Chick-fil-A, many of you know that. Even Kanye West did something about Chick-fil-A. Closed on Sundays. Why? Because Chick-fil-A don't open on Sundays as part of their consecration. But some of you are earning just 200,000 naira, but there's no Sunday that you can say, I am taking off work. Even when they give you a freeway, you're like, no, I have to work overtime. Money, driving your life. Somebody say it must stop. Made many, many donations to worthy causes. There's another company called Forever 21. I experienced this one for real when we live in the UK. The printer reference to one of the most often quoted passages of the New Testament on the bottom of all of its bags, John 3.16. I sent a video to some of you guys about the American footballer. Yeah. Tyson Foods employs 1,290 office chaplains to provide compassionate pastoral care to employees. Now, everybody wants to be a pastor in church. How about start a business and have pastors at work? But you see, for you to start thinking like this, you cannot be thinking of how to survive. So see, listen, and I, I want to take action on this. Some of you, one of the things you must do, and I'm, I'm emphasizing giving. Do you know why I'm emphasizing it? That's the most basic test for multiplication. Except a grain of wheat falls to the ground. The money you have is not enough, yet you're not giving out of it. Some of you need to do what I've done at different times in my earlier years. Take that little that is not enough and give it all. Who's tried that before? If you've done it before, do it again. Whenever you get stuck at a level, it calls for a radical move. Otherwise, you'll be there for three years and not know why. So it's, it's there, except the grain only falls to the ground and dies and abides alone. That's what it means. It means if, if you want to keep having what you currently have, just hold on to it. You either have just that or something worse. 
Multiplication does not happen when you're tight-fisted. It does not of anything. All right, let's look at a few more. Uh, it's not even opening fully on, on my... Alaska Airlines passes along an inspirational note card with an Old Testament passage with your breakfast. Now, let me just ask you, if the food is, is bad, will anybody respect what they wrote? So that's why you have to do dice. Diligence, intelligence, competence, excellence. So that when you're offering the gospel, don't go work on mediocre. If your excellence is only recognized by church people, you are mediocre with packaging. Everybody stand, let's, let's pray. The Father's business. Once you understand the spread thing, you understand global. Global is not that you just add global to your handle on Instagram. Say I'm global. It means that you can serve multiple kinds of people. So the kingdom is like a man who casts his net into the sea and brings in all kinds of fish. Different kinds of fish. Pray to the Lord. Lord, I yield myself. I yield my body. I yield my mind. I yield my heart. I yield my soul. I yield my emotions. I yield everything I have to you, God. Barando soklo barahatish. Vriza kos pandok surakatia. Ila bos kota suvroda batula mande brigade. Lezo sangabate shombro bolakia. Izamba tatata batakole vruzo bodia kaba. Azoze gadiva shombro gobotale. Ye babataka sila batosa. A yielded house. A yielded people. A yielded people, a sold out people. Open your mouth and make it a little louder. Sold out people, yielded people. I must be about my father's business. 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 Zatokosiadabatash. If you know you need realignment, even physically, geographically, say, Lord, realign me. I missed something three years ago. I missed something seven years ago. I missed a turn. Some of you saw it as the word came forth. You saw it. If you know you are too busy to do the Father's will, say, Lord, strip me, strip me. Laziness, indiscipline, excuses. I abandon. I abandon. I abandon. Makosakatavash. Brokatosula vila balakinda brokatazas. Elezuzobodius. Do you know when Jesus said, I am the bread of God? What it means is, what do you do with bread? You consume it. Say, God has consumed me. Then he said, I'm the bread of life. In other words, God has consumed me. I'm yielding myself to be consumed for the sake of people having the life of God. I'm willing. If it's going to bring God's life in the earth, here's my money. Here's my energy. Here's my time. Don't forget, I'm not saying don't have savings. I have savings. I'm not saying don't have investments. Oh, I have quite a number. But I'm saying, do not be at the center you are not at the center of your savings. You are not at the center of your investment. 
if you are in the center of God's will, you are also in the center of God's distribution channel or system. Basikatoza, one more minute. One more minute. Zola Liosokadosh. Our Father and our God, we are conscious and we are mindful of the kingdom that we are from. We are not going to be too distracted, taking aback, and conscious of this earth that we are walking in, that we forget our kingdom realities. We are not going to, like Pastor Dami shared this morning, burn incense on Sundays and do nonsense throughout the rest of the week. This same mind that was in Christ is in us. Not just on Sundays, but on Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We are not so distracted by the job description that we forget that we have resources from our real kingdom. We are not so taken aback by the economics and the insecurity on this earth that we forget that we are ambassadors of heaven and heaven can pull us out into safety, wherever safety is. We will not forget that we are not sponsored by the things that we can see, but we are sponsored by the things that cannot be seen. And so, Father, we anchor our lives to you even as you have anchored yourselves to us. And we decree and declare that we are kingdom conscious, we are kingdom minded. That which you bless us with, we distribute. We distribute, we are channels, we are channels, we are channels. And our channels are opened up in the name of Jesus. Our channels are opened up in the name of Jesus. We are kingdom conscious. We are in kingdom business. <laughs> we are in kingdom business. No matter what our businesses are registered at, us at CAC, we are in kingdom business. And we know who our real boss is. So we thank you, Father, for grace to walk in the consciousness of this revelation and this reality. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Please, you may be seated for a few minutes. Can we celebrate Pastor Dami as well for bringing us a word in season? Hallelujah. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.